Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, UFC, a very much anticipated fight card for UFC fans and city kickboxing fans here in New Zealand with four representatives there at the the biggest fight arena in the world, uh, the most storied one anyway, uh, Madison Square Gardens. And joining us uh, now is a writer for UFC.com. He's in and around UFC like you wouldn't believe it, Spencer Kite, and he joins us now. G'day, Spencer. Hi, how are you doing? Good, mate. Um, you're going to have to uh, forgive us for being a little bit patriotical and really uh, quizzing you about the four Kiwis. But before I do that, before I do that, uh, Dustin Poirier, uh, Michael Chandler, holy heck, that was a fight. <laughs> yeah, quite a quite a battle, exactly what everybody expected from those two going in. Somehow they managed to exceed expectations. Just a tremendous, tremendous fight and. And really good comeback for Dustin to get that victory. He's sort of been the nearly man, hasn't he? Like he he's a tremendous fighter, but at the, on the biggest stage, he, he just seems to find someone a bit better. Yeah, he's. I mean, to run into a couple of guys in in Khabib Nurmagomedov and Charles Oliveira that are just that that slight level ahead of you, it's it's got to be such a difficult pill to swallow. But I mean, each time out after each of those losses out he comes to put on a performance like this and, and keep himself in that title conversation. Um, let's go through the four Kiwis then. Carlos Allberg was, was the first man up. Um, I've been, I was quite underwhelmed when he first started. I just thought he didn't have ring craft. Um, and then over his more recent fights, I've started to see that start to happen. And I was really pleased to see yesterday started using his range, started to use a little bit of a selection process. The coaching seems to be working for the big man. Yeah, I was in the exact same boat as you. I mean, the the initial performance against Kennedy and Zachiku, you saw some stuff that you liked, but he punched himself out and took the loss. The next couple of wins were great. You, al- you always want to get a victory, but there wasn't anything there that really stood out to me. But this performance... Uh, on Saturday at UFC 281 was was an excellent showing. Um, really, as you said, learning to use that range, learning to play to his strengths. And if he continues to do that and, and grow at this rate, he could be a factor in that division forward. Next one, Brad Riddell. Um, of the four fighters, I was the most disappointed in him, really. Like, like again, my impressions of him, he is <clears throat> he's like a bulldog. You can't get him out of there. He's relentless. And um, he just didn't didn't have the answers, didn't look to, I don't know, not that he gave up, but I just expected a, a much more spirited effort from him. Yeah, as did I. And I'd, I'd be really interested to hear from Brad in the coming weeks and months once he, you know, gets home and, and gets settled a little bit. This is now three straight losses. It finishes in each of those defeats. And as you said, he's a guy that previous to that was 10 and one and was, a tough dog it out in there. And so is there just something that's missing in preparation? Is there something that's not clicking on fight night? What is it that has changed? Because it can't just, or I mean, maybe it's just that he's facing 
you know, really quality competition in these guys that he's faced. But I would think it's it's got to be something different than that because Brad is top level, and and that wasn't to me a true representation of what he's capable of on Saturday. Talking to Spencer Kite, feature writer for UFC.com. Now, Dan Hooker, uh, one of my favourite athletes in New Zealand, and it's heartbreaking when I see him losing. And I think he'd lost four of his last fights. Uh, marquee opponents, though. And the thing that delighted me yesterday, I, I didn't know how good his opponent was going to be. I think we saw he probably wasn't up to scratch, but we did see the class of Dan Hooker. We did see the class of Dan Hooker, and it, it was good to see. I think there were a lot of people going into that fight that, Sort of, sort of forgot how good Dan Hooker was because, as you said, those setbacks and it and it was four of his last five where he caught defeats, but they're all to absolute world class competitors. I mean, the lightweight champion Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier, who had that great fight at two A one as well, and then Arnold Allen, who is right there at the featherweight division. And so we saw Dan go out and do what he is very much capable of. Good to see him get a victory, get back in the win column, and get moving forward again. Then to the main event, uh, the four four words I was not expecting to hear at the end of that fight was Alex Pereira and new. I just did not see that coming, Spencer. Um, I know he'd beaten Israel Adesanya uh, twice before in kickboxing, but that was so many years ago, and is he such a much more complete fighter? Um, Gosh, Alex Pereira had had time away from the ring and then just said, I'll, I'll come back and have a crack at this. I didn't see it coming at all. No, neither did I, and especially not after the way the third round went where where Israel was able to wrestle him and sort of he looked looked like he was able to tire him out and, and Alex didn't have a lot to offer for much of the fourth round. It felt like Izzy was on his way to that unanimous decision win and getting that measure of revenge, but... You know, credit to, to Alex Pereira for just staying in there, staying game and, and you know, finding a way to pin Izzy down against the fence and, and get him out of there when he needed that stoppage to, to get the victory. Yeah, I don't know where he got the second one from, Pereira, because um, as anyone that watched saw, maybe if the first round had another 10 or 15 seconds, it's a first round KO to Izzy Arasanya. He fought back, he found some reserves and... I thought Israel was probably up three three rounds to one going into that final one, and I thought, does he run or does he stick and play? And I think the fact he wanted to write the ledger of those earlier two losses might have cost him his belt because he could have stayed at range, stayed out of trouble, and even picked it up 3-2. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like he had everything sorted out, right? It seemed, as as you said, he was he was officially up 3-1 on the desert scorecards going in. I think I think Pereira really got motivated by his corner, former champ Glover Teixeira and, and his head coach, Fernelli Ferniz, just getting into him and saying, look, you got to go and knock this guy out. And, and we saw Pahea come out to start that fifth round, looking to engage. Even through up until that finishing sequence, I thought Izzy was doing the right things and, and moving well and taking those few shots that he had. I didn't think he needed to really go out there and make any kind of statement in the fifth round but it shows you the the difference maker that power and size is especially in those larger weight classes for Alex Pereira to just be able to walk him down and and find those shots that just put Izzy away and and change the course of that fight and while Izzy has lost his belt he wouldn't have lost any pulling power because I'd imagine the UFC world will 
can't wait to see his response to losing the belt. Is it a mandatory rematch or is there negotiations need to be had? It's not a mandatory rematch. So unlike, you know, major boxing promotions, there's there's not clauses in the contract of an of an automatic rematch. But Dana White, the UFC president, said Saturday night after the event at a press conference at his media availability that you have to look at what what Israel has done and the victories he's had. And so it would make sense. But he also acknowledged that, you know, I want to talk to Israel and, and see what he wants and give him some opportunity here, because if he doesn't want to run back into this or he wants to try something else, maybe a move up to light heavyweight, explore those options as well. But from from the few conversations I've had with Israel and how much I know this one meant to him, I wouldn't be surprised if we see these two fight again in the first first half of next year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Hey, Spencer, really enjoyed talking to you for the first time, my friend. Uh, good to talk UFC with someone, and we'll, we'll be in touch uh, when there's another big card. Really appreciate your time. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.